I want you to stop what you're doing just for a few minutes and have a listen to this. I'm Joey Watson, and for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with spy stories. I've spent countless nights glued to books and my computer, reading about the world of espionage, stakeouts, sleeper agents, even mind control schemes. As a journalist, I've reported on the spy agencies in charge of these operations, tasked with protecting their country's most important secrets. As I went deeper into this world, I started to notice a pattern. So many spy operations in Australia had failed. Three years ago, I learned an Australian spy agency was infiltrated by a mole during one of the most tense periods in history. The frost of the Cold War gripped harder. From Moscow, the tentacles of the KGB go out to every country in the world. An Australian spy was turned by the enemy to bring the agency down from the inside. Their identity remained a mystery, the truth buried. So I set out to find the mole. It was banging on the door, real heavy banging. He swung the door open. Where are the documents? I wondered if the mole was the reason why so many of Australia's spy operations had failed. That's all there was in the file? Yeah, that's strange. You could not reliably be sure that their tentacles didn't reach further, so you had to go further to get the tentacles. had to be removed. In my investigation, I talked to spies who'd never spoken publicly before. I could kill you quite easily. (laughs) But I don't, because I'm not a killer about the spy scandal Australia's never had to reckon with. Because there's too many interests involved, too many reputations, too much damage will be done if the truth came out. He had very good access, and in fact, he was considered one of the valuable assets of the Soviet intelligence. When you enter the world of espionage, everyone's a suspect. I'm wondering if you're an Ashon provocateur, because you know all the stories. I love that. It's got me in. And Joey Watson, as... Uh, he just suggested, is the presenter and the man that did all the background. He is sitting opposite me now. He's only 27 years of age and has a lot of intuition and a lot of drive. I'm really impressed. He reminds me of a younger me. And he's he's with me now. Hey, Joey. Cheers. Thanks so much for having me, Luke. I really appreciate it. That's that's great. It's kind of like uh, I've got a lot of uh, friends in music and it's kind of like releasing a debut album in a way. So you've got to throw it out to the punters and see how they like it and and hopefully it'll go all right. So this, folks, is the latest listener podcast, Nest of Traders. For a 27-year-old, how did you become obsessed with espionage and spying? Oh, uh, that's, uh, that's a good question. We haven't got all night, but it, it, it intrigues me that a 27-year-old has gone down this path. I think it's great. Oh, uh, look, I grew up absolutely obsessed with espionage. ASIO uh, and... Uh, look, ASIO came a bit later. I yeah. think my entry level, like for a lot of people, was through Cold ja- War? yeah uh, through James Bond. Oh, of course, that delved Ian into Fleming. the Cold War. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I've uh, I've gotten more into reading. I love the the spy novels of people like John Le Carre uh, and and stuff like that. Um, and so when I became a journalist, it, it almost became a natural uh, area of inquiry. You know, I think partly because these are 
very powerful institutions in our democracy and they are in many ways deserving of journalistic scrutiny but also because it's it's bloody great stuff like they're they're exciting stories they're full of intrigue they there there's mysteries that i can obsess over and um yeah so it's it's this particular journey has been a an endlessly uh fascinating and slightly obsessive journey to find the spy that betrayed australia but um if you look at some of the best-selling books, and you just mentioned Ian Fleming, I mean the the, the best mo- the best-selling movies at box offices, the best-selling books are spy intrigue action movies, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Well, how, how, ma- how many of them, to your knowledge, are based on true stories? Oh well, there's some absolutely, I mean, brilliant brilliant examples of uh, of, of spy movies that have even come out in the last few years that are based on true stories. Did you, like Robert Ludlum, I I, I was going to say Born Identity, yeah, yeah, and well, in his books, Robert Ludlum's great, isn't he? Yeah, so 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 great. But that but maybe that you know that's more inspired by the world of fiction. But the um, but uh, you know, movies like The Bridge of Spies. Have you seen that no. that one? It was written by the Coen Brothers, but directed by right. Steven Spielberg and. Um, that's that's about a real spy exchange that happened in the 1970s. Uh, yeah, a, a brilliant movie. There was also a great um, movie a couple of years ago. Uh, the, na- the name escapes me now, but uh, about a, a Soviet spy named uh, Oleg Penkovsky, um, and he, he's uh, played brilliantly by. Um, uh, it'll it'll come to me. It'll come to me in a bit. But um, yeah, it'll come to you before we finish. Yeah. Um, so tell us about Nest of Traitors. This is nonfiction. That's right, Luke. This is a this is a real story, and in some ways, um, it, it became the kind of ultimate spy story. So, um, as a journalist, I've been very interested in um, spy stories in Australia, and particularly those that took place during the Cold War. And uh, I spent my early years, as I was getting into journalism, kind of searching for for Cold War Australian spy operations and trying to tell the tale of them. And as I got into this world, I started to notice a pattern, and that was that a lot of them had ended in failure. And mm. as I started probing for reasons as to why that might have been, I started to hear this theory mm. that maybe inside ASIO during the Cold War, you know, one of the most tense periods in human history. Yeah, there was a mole and they might have been sabotaging. A double agent. A double agent, indeed. They might have been sabotaging the, uh, the, the agency from the inside. And I realized that that was the story that would underpin all the other spy stories I was trying to tell. So I, I, I set out on a journey to, to try and find out who they were. And uh, yeah, as you, as you said, like I'm 27 now. That was about three years ago. Um, it was very much <laughs> um, out of my own interest and my own obsession and a lot of people warned me that this was the sort of story that would uh would send you insane um and uh look i don't know you'd have to ask my girlfriend whether or not they were right about that but uh <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right well joe you're doing more than all right it's it's, it's brilliant H- how did you become introduced to listener uh to listener well i've uh, started off uh in my, my career in journalism working at the abc uh i used to be uh rolling the teleprompter yeah. there uh which was a, a great trade a tra- work of the hands so uh but yeah but humble work and uh then i sort of moved into start doing a few features and stuff like that fell into espionage worked at the guardian for a little while and then uh and then at the beginning of uh last year um I found out that listener were starting a, a a small investigative unit 
um, in the news team here and uh, they, they were interested in long-form podcast ideas. I was very lucky that I have a, a boss here that um, had actually spent two years in St. Petersburg when she was younger studying Russian. So oh. had a big interest in Russia, had a bigger interest in the Cold War. Yeah. And I think I, I'd found my audience. So um, so she she kind of scooped it up and resourced me to, to take the investigations I'd been doing in my own uh, time, um, you know, to do it professionally. And it really uh, has been some something of a, a dream come true. Joey Watson is with me, the presenter and journalist behind the new list of podcasts. It's called Nest of Traitors. Get into it. Have a listen. It'll keep you busy for a long, long time. Just to ask you a random opinion on something, because I've been thinking about this for a long time, ever since Russia invaded Ukraine. Um, and my understanding through my foreign affairs expert, Keith Souter, Dr. Keith Souter from the Global Directions Think Tank. Yes. I listened to his, uh, his podcast, actually. Global Truth. Yes. It's well, brilliant. Well, he's yeah. with me on, on, on the night shift. Yes. Yeah. Once or twice a week. He was on this the other night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he, like myself, I'm surprised that someone within Russia hasn't knocked Putin on the head yet because it's just out of control. He, he hasn't won. Uh, it's been unbelievable, the resilience of the Ukraine and mm. their president. But are you surprised that the Americans or even the Russians haven't gone underground and finished him off to get to stop all this nonsense? Yeah, it's interesting, Luke. And it's and it's interesting you should raise the uh, just, Ru I, Russian this is, invasion this is of Ukraine. With, this is a, a question without a, uh, without a question, but a question without uh, notice. Yeah, no, no, not at all. But it resonates with me strongly because I'd actually started this investigation before the invasion. Uh, I, I didn't anticipate that that would take place. In fact, yeah. um, the, the podcast, the first episode actually opens with me um, uh, looking at videos on social media about uh, Vladimir Putin amassing troops on the Ukraine border, um, having no idea that the invasion would actually take place. Uh, and in some ways, uh, you know, it, ga it meant that the, the tensions at the very heart of this story were actually reignited. Um, but it also created uh, extreme difficulties because, uh, as, as you mentioned, Putin has shut down on any form of dissent. Not that he was so keen on it before, but, you know, prominent radio stations like the Echo of Moscow no longer exist. And, uh, and many of my sources in, in, in Russia, uh, kind of dried up. And it meant that when I was trying to get into Russia to find new sources, as new information comes to light over the course of the, uh, uh, podcast. And th this is actually, you know, chronicled in it, the process that I, that I go through looking on social media, tracking people on YouTube. Uh, it meant that I, I had to be extremely sensitive in how I, and how I would, would approach them. But, uh, you know, so to, to answer your question, I think that paints a picture um, of the, the sort of environment in, uh, in, in Russia today so and, to, and the I, level of control that Putin maintains. So to answer my question, are you surprised he hasn't been knocked off yet by either uh, an overseas interest or his own? Yeah, well, what about the whole um, the story with Yevgeny Prigozhin? I mean, that was just unbelievable, this, uh, this, this general... Uh, who was fighting in Ukraine and then turned around and t to march on, on on Moscow. And, I mean, you know, look what happened to him. Happened eight, to him. Eight months later, a, a certain plane falls out of yeah, the sky. Plane, and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, as that, that also paints a okay. picture of do what's you, going on. How much longer do you think it'll go? The, the war. Ukraine-Russia <laughs> oh, conflict. Oh, I, I, I think I'd be... Uh, uh, I, I, I would, my, my guess would be as, as good as any. I mean, look, if anything... Um, the the history 
um, that, that this podcast explores, you know, because we, we deal with a lot of uh, interesting stuff in the Cold War when the, Russia was the Soviet Union and tensions were at all time and high. And how that worked out. Exactly, is to, is to expect the unexpected. All right. Hey, listen, we're going to keep an eye on you. Can we stay in touch? Oh, I'd love to, Luke. Next Thanks so there's much. something along the, your, the, your line of interest that's going on in the world. How about you and I have a chat about it? Oh, I really appreciate it, Luke. That, that, that sounds oh, uh, re- really, really, really kind. And yeah, it's been great to, to come on the show. Lovely to meet you, Joey. Good luck. Oh, now before you go, what was that movie? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad Oleg, you brought it up. Oleg um, Oleg Penkovsky. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. It's called The Courier. Yeah. It was in ah, cinemas. Do, do you feel better now? <laughs> just a couple of years ago. I knew, I knew it would come. I was so excited by being in the studio that one of my favorite movies just just floated but it came to you. out of my mind. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be ringing me at four in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Saying, look, hey, I've got it. I've got it now. Put me on the air. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah. It was, it was made in uh, 2020. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Benedict no. Cumberbatch. Yeah. But no, but as you're saying, I mean, there are some extraordinary spy movies. and the, uh, I haven't seen that. So you recommend it? Uh, absolutely. Okay. I will. Yeah, All yeah. right. Joey, let's stay in touch. Thanks, Heaps, Luke. I really appreciate it. Joey Watson. The podcast is called Nest of Traders, and it's exclusively available on the Listener Podcast.